What is going on everyone? My name is Andy. Welcome back to another FPL video. In this one, it's transfer tips for game week 17. So I'm going to go through some of the popular players being moved in and out of people's squads and discuss whether they are good moves or not. So if you enjoyed the video, make sure to give it a like, hit that subscribe button and help me hit 390k before the game week 17 deadline. Otherwise, let's jump into it. All right, let's start with Pedro Porro, who's had nearly 200,000 transfers in already this week. And this one is pretty simple for me. I think the guy is great. And I think outside of possibly Trent Alexander-Arnold, who we're going to talk about in a minute, he is the best defender to buy this week. Obviously, Trippier is suspended, so you can't go for him. And I just don't think there's really anyone else that offers what he does. I mean, the Spurs defense isn't perfect, right? I don't think it's going to keep a huge amount of clean sheets. You look at the fixtures they've got, Forest away in 17, Everton at home in 18. Obviously, Everton doing really well at the moment. Uh, Brighton away in 19, they always find a way to score. Bournemouth at home in 20, they're attacking really well at the moment. Man United away in game week 21. Look, Spurs could go there and win, but I would expect Man United to score. So the next five, six game weeks aren't perfect for clean sheets, but they're only missing Van de Ven now. They've got Poro, Udogi, and Romero in that team. It is possible that they'll, that they'll get a clean sheet or two along the way. And it's what he offers from an attacking perspective. 0.1 expected goals per 90, 0.21 expected assists. Those numbers this season are better than Trent. So I do think we should expect more attack and returns from him as we go over the next few weeks. And I just think for 5.4 million, you've got someone that's nailed on. I don't necessarily think he's going to get a rest either. I've spoken about that before. If you look at the rest time between their games, there's only one match, I think, which is a quick turnaround. So they've got Forest on Friday. They don't play Everton until the following Saturday. Uh, Brighton is on Thursday. So Friday, Saturday, Thursday for the next three game weeks. No issues there. And then Bournemouth in game week 20 is the Sunday. So that's the only one where maybe Porro gets rested. But I still don't see it because it's not like Spurs have had a grueling schedule, right? They haven't had to play European games or anything like that. So I just think with all those boxes ticked, the attacking potential, maybe some clean sheets, uh, the lack of... The lack of being rotated, how good his minutes are. I, I just don't really have anything bad to say about him. I will say that in a couple of game weeks' time, once we get past, um, who is it? Who? Uh, yeah, Brighton and Liverpool for Arsenal. You know, Saliba and Gabriel will be really good options again because Arsenal's fixtures coming up are pretty decent and they are one of the best defences in the league. So from game week 19, they got West Ham, Fulham, Palace, Forest, right? So at that point, maybe you go for an Arsenal defender over Paro, but... Right now, if you need a new defender this week, he is the one to buy. And also, sometimes you just need that bit of excitement in your FPL team. When I owned him for Newcastle, obviously great because Spurs did really well. But the amount of times he popped up in and around the box, he's making passes into the box, he's taking shots. He's just always there. And to be fair, Udogi did the same thing for less money. But I think more often than not, Poro is more likely to get you that attack and return. So I love the guy. I think most people should be looking to bring him in soon. Just quickly on Udogi. Obviously, he does have a little bit less attacking threat, but he is a lot cheaper. So if you were somewhat confident about Spurs getting clean sheets soon, he is definitely someone to look at because he's 0.6 million less. Poro is 5.4 and Udogi is 4.8. So you could go for him as well. Would I go for a Spurs double up in defense? Probably not. Because like I said, Arsenal fixtures are about to get really good. Their players are still pretty good value. Some people might hold Trippier. Some people might be looking at Trent. I'm not sure there's room for the double up. But I guess on paper, their next four fixtures 
aren't terrible. I don't think there's a huge amount of clean sheets there, but they're not terrible. So you could look at uh, Udogi, but if it's a straight-up choice between the two and you had the money, I would pay that 0.6 million more. All right, let's talk about Trent Alexander-Arnold again, who's now up to 8.1 million. He got another return at the weekend, and we are going to count it because he didn't get a clean sheet or a goal or an assist, but he finished on four points because of the two bonus. So he's only blanked once since game week nine, and that was in game week 11 against Luton away. So he's been super consistent, definitely in part due to the fixtures, but obviously we know what he can deliver. We've seen that for years now from an FPL perspective. So good option. I haven't changed my mind too much in terms of the fixtures i still think it looks quite difficult for liverpool we know he can get the attacking returns but you definitely want the clean sheets on top of that to make him worth that 8.1 million is man united at home this week could liverpool win that to nil yes i think it'd be interesting to see what team man united put out because there's no bruno fernandez rashford hasn't played for the last two matches will he come back in i don't know whether i don't think man united can win that game but I think they can score one goal. So I'm not fully convinced about the clean sheet, although it's possible. I think it's definitely less likely to get a clean sheet against Arsenal in game week 18. Burnley away in 19, good fixture. And then Newcastle at home in game week 20. I think right now, it's not a bad time to be playing Newcastle at home. But by that point, they might have some players back. We already know that Wilson is back. So they're going to be able to manage minutes between him and Isaac as long as both can stay fit. Harvey Barnes might be back at some point, which gives Anthony Gordon a little bit of rest at some stage as well. So if they get a few more players back, that game will be a little bit tougher than maybe it looks right now. So I'm still not fully convinced about the amount of clean sheets Liverpool can get over the next four, but it's definitely possible they could get one or two, plus the attack and returns on top makes Trent a pretty solid option. Now, last week, I did say I wouldn't go through major restructures in my squad to get him in. I wouldn't take loads of points hits. And my stance hasn't changed a huge amount, but one thing that has changed since last week is obviously the doubts about Haaland. Now, if Haaland's out for game week 17, and we still don't know whether he's definitely going to be out or whether we're even going to get that information, but let's say he is, suddenly there's a lot of money to spend. And if most people's route back to Haaland is to sell Salah when he goes to African Cup of Nations, then all of a sudden you can afford someone like Trent in your team. And when you think about the other defenders right now that are great to own, well, Trippier is suspended this week. So if you've got Trippier and the money to go to Trent, I don't mind that at all. Um, Pedro Porro just talked about, I don't think you need an Arsenal defender for at least two weeks. And everyone else is just a bit, I don't know, they're far, there's some other okay players, but none of them are that exciting. So the defender options aren't huge in terms of great ones for our team. A lot of people might have money to spend without Haaland. I do like the idea of going to Trent. The only like word of caution I would give is... How easy can you get back to Haaland? And are you happy to sell Salah in game week 20? Because if Haaland's fit for Sheffield United at home, you will want him, right? There's no doubts about that. You might be able to get away with it in game week 19 against Everton away. But Sheffield United at home in game week 20, that is a Haaland captain fixture. So you have to ask yourself, if you block the route to get Haaland back without selling Salah, are you happy to do that? And how does Trent affect your future plans? Obviously, everyone can look at that um, individually like for me for example even if i sold hard and had loads of money let's just say i go to watkins right um let me just put him in my team how much money would i have left over 6.5 so i could easily go and get trent in but i probably don't want to get him in for a hit this week i don't know if i want to buy him before arsenal either and then in game week 19 obviously i'm waiting to see whether harlan's back and i don't want to sell salah so i wouldn't necessarily want to lock myself out 
from being able to get Haaland back without selling Salah. You, you're, yeah, sorry, you might be set up a little bit differently. And I think those that have got Trippier, there is definitely reason to keep him because of Luton away uh, and the good fixture that they've got in game week 19, which is Forest at home. But if you need a new defender this week because your bench is looking thin, maybe you've got other suspended players as well, I really don't mind going to Trent. So it's not that everything has changed since last week, but there are some minor subtle differences that might make him a better option now. I did see, um, I think it was Chris Glover talking on Twitter as well about the fact that the argument that a lot of people made earlier on in the season is that you'd prefer to have a £5 million defender and an £8 million midfielder. But maybe with the number of cheap midfielders there are at the moment, maybe there is a case to be made for Trent. I still think the likes of Son, Salah, Saka, uh, you know, I don't know who else, Palmer I've got as well, Gordon, they're all still really good options. So I don't think there's a massive need for Trent. But if you can fit him in, he's a big differential at the moment. So at the time of recording, Dominic Solanke is the most transferred in player this week, even ahead of Son, who just got a 17-pointer in game week 16. And I really like this pick. I don't have anything negative to say about him. I think if you need to make a forward transfer and you've got 6.6 .6 million or less to spend, he is the one to go for. There's no question about that. I don't think there's an argument at that price point or below to even consider anyone else. Obviously, if you've got more money and you don't own someone like Watkins, then there's a bit of discussion. But at that price, Solanke is the one. Um, the underlying stats are good. 0.52 expected goals per 19, 0.05 expected assist we also know he's going to start every game he's a 90 minute man really helpful over christmas the fixtures are good Luton at home this week then it's forest away and fulham at home and even after that right the fixtures on paper get a bit tougher spurs away in 20 liverpool at home in 21 and west ham away in 22 although west ham at the moment defensively not very good at all so maybe it's actually only spurs away in liverpool at home but i don't think that really matters for a it's not that it doesn't matter, right? Because fixtures always will play a part in how many points a player can get. But when you've got someone that's absolutely nailed on that you can just leave in your team and not worry about, you're a little bit less concerned about those fixtures. I, I think basically what I'm trying to say is he's almost the Ollie Watkins at the 6.5 million price point. That if after game week 19, you've got a spare transfer and there's someone that looks better to fill those forward slots, then of course you could move him on. Let's say Harlan ends up being out for a while. And Man City have got great fixtures from game weeks 19 onwards. Maybe you switch into Alvarez if he's going to be playing number nine. But if you get to game week 20, you look at those fixtures and think, there's no one else I really need. Great. You just keep Solanke in your team. You just don't worry about him a little bit like Ollie Watkins. Unless you have spare transfers or there's someone else you want to get, you just leave him in your team, which I should have done a few weeks ago. And also, after those Spurs away and Liverpool fixtures, when they then have West Ham... Um, following that, it's Forest at home in 23, Fulham away in 24. Okay, then it's Newcastle away in 25, Man City at home in 26, which aren't great. But then it's Burnley, Sheffield United, Wolves, Everton, Crystal Palace. So I just think Solanke is a really solid option that everyone should be looking at this week if they need to make a forward transfer. That by game week 20, you either transfer out or you leave a minute, you just don't worry about it. And I even think a lot of people might even transition to having or, or move towards having eight attackers instead of seven depending on how their current squad is set up and whether they want Trippier or Trent in their team so yeah nothing negative to say the only counterpoint I would make is it probably depends on who you're selling as well I'm going to talk about Darwin Nunez in a minute but specifically on Alvarez and look I think I've spoken about him in this type of video every single week for about four or five game weeks and I fully get the frustration Alvarez hasn't scored more than five points since game week nine but if Haaland is out this week, 
He's playing against a Crystal Palace team with a lot of injuries. Um, some players are going to come back in, but they've got a few injuries at the moment. It's at home. He's going to play number nine. He's probably going to be on penalties as well. That's not a guarantee, but I think he would be second choice behind Haaland. Is it worth doing Alvarez to Solanke if Haaland's out? I would say probably not. I would maybe just hold him one more week and then decide what to do with him in game week 18 because it's not like you can't make that transfer one week later. I certainly wouldn't do it for a hit. So if you've already made your move, you've got something else in mind and you're thinking about doing Alvarez to Solanke for a hit, there's no way I would do that. I think Solanke against Luton is absolutely fantastic, but Alvarez against Palace at home could be too. So yeah, for once, not really any counterpoints, nothing negative to say. I think he's a really good option. So as I've just mentioned him, let's talk about Darwin Nunez next. If you're like me and bought him in game week 14 for Fulham at home, you're probably a little bit frustrated by the amount of returns that he's had. I think it was always likely that he would be benched for one of those next three games and probably most likely to be Sheffield United, which is what happened. But to get two, three and two points in those three matches is less than ideal. Let's just say that. I even think that people that were dead set against bringing Nunez in probably expected him to get more points than that so overall it's been really bad and i completely get why over a hundred thousand fpl managers have sold in this week but i would question whether this is the best week to do it now maybe because i support man united there's a bit of pessimism in there about how they'll perform but i think if you look at how the two sides are playing recently liverpool very good in attack okay they weren't brilliant against palace or against sheffield united necessarily but you know what they can do especially at home especially for a game like this and they're almost certainly going to be able to rest players for the Europa League game as well. And then Man United, I think, against Chelsea, they were pretty good. But I think that might have been partly due to Chelsea not being very good. And when you think about the last four or five matches for Man United, or, or even more than that, it's hard to pinpoint too many great performances. And even though they've got a few clean sheets along the way and won a few matches... They should have conceded more goals. Look at the Everton game, for example. I don't know how Everton didn't score. Uh, Liverpool will not miss that many chances. So I think Nunez is still a really good option this week. I think for anyone that was lining up going Darwin to Watkins, there is probably reason to wait until game week 18, not least because, you know, it's a good fixture this week, but also because something else might happen by the time you get to game week 18, which changes your plans. And look, if you're going Nunez to Solanke or Nunez to Watkins this week, I get it. But I would also say if you've got Nunez and Haaland, I would give some thought to selling Haaland instead because I think it looks pretty likely that he's going to miss game week 17, not guaranteed. But if he does, he's also going to miss 18. Will he definitely be back for 19? Possibly, but it's not a guarantee. And as much as I think Nunez will probably get benched against Burnley away in 19, it's better to have a fit player than an injured one, right? So I think it's quite close and I wouldn't, argue heavily against people selling him this week absolutely not but i think if you've got harlan instead you could look at transfer routes that you know uh, basically involve getting rid of him and then bringing him back in either way i think nunez is a pretty good option because it's man united at home i don't think he's going to start in the europa league if he does different story right if he goes and plays 67 minutes in the europa league in a game where liverpool don't really need to win it at all because they've already topped the group then it's a different conversation then i might even sell him myself but I think he'll be benched for that game, play against Man United. There will be chances. It's just whether or not he can finally convert some of them. So let's talk about one of my favourite FPL midfielders next. Douglas Deweese from Aston Villa, who's suspended for game week 17 after picking up his fifth yellow card of the season. Now, over 160,000 FPL managers have sold him. And I completely get that because we're at a stage of the season where there's a lot of games. 
A lot of players getting suspended, few injuries, players losing their place as well. And it's getting a bit more difficult to get 11 players out every single week. And if you're in that position, then selling Douglas Louise makes sense. My general opinion of him uh, as an FPL option hasn't really changed. I look at those underlying numbers and I still think getting returns outside of penalties is going to be difficult. 0.1 expected goals per 90, 0.13 expected assists. To put that into perspective, they are lower numbers than someone like Pedro Porro. And obviously, Pedro Porro picks up clean sheet, uh, clean sheet points as well. And obviously, Douglas Louise gets one for a clean sheet for Aston Villa, but it's not quite the same situation. So I don't massively rate him as an FPL option. And it's not even that I don't think he's good. It's that I always think there's four or five other defenders, that, uh, sorry, midfielders that I'd rather have in my squad so it's all it's not just about what he will offer it's about the position or sorry it's about taking up a spot in the team from someone that i think could perform better basically obviously if you need the money it's a different story and at 5.6 million or below there's not a huge amount of options apart from maybe cole palmer or someone like that but i still don't massively rate him as an fpl option that being said if you already own him you must have bought him for a reason because you thought he could deliver and if you can get out a team without him this week and just bench him, that might be worth doing because the fixtures for Aston Villa are, actually aren't that bad after game week 17. they got Sheffield United at home in game week 18, Man United away in game week 19. As we've just discussed, right, it's not as bad a fixture as it probably looks on paper. Burnley at home, Everton away, and then Newcastle at home in game week 22. So I would say if you got in because you thought he was going to do well, has that changed? If not, then just bench him this week, put out an 11 and then having for the good fixtures afterwards. If you are sending him, then I still think the likes of um, Huang, Cole Palmer are worth looking at. Anthony Gordon, if you've got a bit more money. It's worth saying that both Huang and Cole Palmer are on four yellow cards. So it is, you could be lining yourself up to sell him to another player that could get suspended the week after. That's why I'd be a little bit cautious about selling him this week. And I can't believe I'm saying that about after everything I've said about him uh, in general. After that, it gets really tricky to kind of recommend a midfielder depending on how much money you've got to spend like i've just said gordon could be an option i mean decorey at everton is probably someone we should stop or i should stop overlooking he only costs 5.5 million he's running at 0.36 expected goals per 90 0.06 expected assists he has shown he can get returns from open plays on six goals two assists for the season but everton's fixtures coming up are really bad i mean they're okay i guess but they're not great burnley away spurs away man city at home Wolves away, like three of the next four are away from home, and the home game is Man City. And I'm sure they'll give it a go, right? And I'm sure they'll do okay. Is DeCorey going to keep up those returns? Uh, maybe. But I guess with the yellow card situation, let me just check what he's on. Now, he's also on four yellow cards. So do you really want to go there? I mean, this is such a difficult period to manage. Like Leon Bailey, is he going to be available? Probably. How many minutes is he going to get? Let's see. Is he also, he can't also be on four yellow cards. No, he's on one. Okay. So Leon Bailey, maybe. And then you're kind of uh, scraping the barrels a bit harsh, but there's not anyone that massively stands out. Like a Wobi at 5.3 million. His underlying numbers are okay. He is on two yellow cards. I don't know. I just, as much as I don't really rate Douglas Deweese, I just think for a lot of people, it probably makes sense just to hold on to him. But as you can imagine, I've got no issues if you want to sell him. There's lots of other midfielders that I would prefer in my team. So goalkeepers don't tend to make it into the transfer tips video because usually during a season you don't make a huge amount of goalkeeper transfers, although this season seems to be a little bit different. Some of you might have just bought in Sanchez from Chelsea. He's now injured. 
Uh, at the time of recording, I don't yet know how long he might be out for. We're waiting for an update from Pochettino, so we'll have to wait until later on in the week to get that. But if you are making a goalkeeper transfer, let's talk about Emmy Martinez at Aston Villa. Now, a lot of this will come down to how much money you've got to spend. But I do think at this stage, if you've already made one or two goalkeeper transfers, you probably want to get to the point where you're not making too many more until you wildcard again. And I think Martinez overall has got pretty good fixtures. He does cost $5 million, so he's a bit more expensive than what most people will already have in their team. But he might be worth it, right? He's not going to get rotated. He's always going to play unless he's injured. Uh, Brentford away is okay. And bearing in mind, Brentford are missing a lot of players at the moment, especially in Burmo, so that doesn't help their attack. Then you've got the same fixtures I just spoke about with Douglas Louise. Now, if you go a bit further than that, after Newcastle, you've got Sheffield United, Man United, Fulham, Forest, Luton. All good fixtures, I would say. Mostly, anyway. Then it's Spurs at home in 28, West Ham away in 29, Wolves at home in 30. And to be honest with you, by that point, you'll either already have wildcarded or you'll be looking to wildcard soon. So I think he's one of, like, fixture-wise, I think he's one of the best options um, to look at bringing in if you can spare that money. Let's just use this as a way to talk about other goalkeepers as well. Like Leno keeps making me look really stupid because I don't rate the Fulham defence that highly and yet he's the highest scoring goalkeeper of the season. He got nine points against West Ham, six points against Forest, back-to-back clean sheets um, in good home fixtures. I still think outside of Burnley at home in 18, the next four are not great. They've got Newcastle away in 17, then it's Burnley at home in 18, Bournemouth away in 19, Arsenal at home in 20, Chelsea away in 21. But after that, they then have Everton at home, Burnley away, Bournemouth at home. So I guess overall, if we're looking at the same kind of time frame from now until game week 30, the fixtures overall are okay, but I would still say Martinez is probably slightly better. Bearing in mind, Leno is now 4.7 million. He's not 4.5 any longer. Um, just kind of sticking in and around that price, I probably wouldn't go for... Anana right now. Um, Man United defense, it feels like a very bad time to be jumping on them. Pickford has been super, I wouldn't say consistent, but he's been pretty good this season. Three clean sheets in a row. I still look at the fixtures that Everton have got and just no period did they have a good run of games. Like if you look from now until game week 30, they've got to play Spurs away, Man City at home, Villa at home, Spurs at home, Man City away, Brighton away, Man United away and Liverpool at home. So from now until game week 30, those eight fixtures are all fairly tough for clean sheets, I would say. But Pickford's only 4.4 million. And you know he's not getting rotated either. So from a kind of set and forget, not have to worry about any other goalkeepers for a while, I wouldn't completely rule him out. I'm still not fully uh, convinced by Bournemouth defence, but you could look at Neto as well. And obviously, if you've got even more money to spend and you can cover the blank in game week 18, then Edison could be an option as well because of the fixtures that Man City have got. There were there was a tweet that I retweeted yesterday to say that Dubravka might be carrying a shoulder injury. I'm not sure how much there is in that, and we will see Newcastle play in the Champions League this week. So if he plays in that game and he's not injured or anything like that, I wouldn't even worry about goalkeepers because the next three fixtures for Newcastle are pretty good. Ariola might get his place back as well. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I think you're probably looking at players like Pickford and Martinez. So Martinez has had over 100,000 transfers in this week. And I think he looks pretty good. But I would hold your horses on goalkeeper transfers just in case we hear that Ariola is back and that Dubravka is absolutely fine. If you've enjoyed that video, make sure to give it a like. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. And if you're listening on podcasts, make sure to rate five stars. On YouTube, trying to hit 390k subscribers before we get to the game week 17 deadline. So if you haven't hit the button, you've been enjoying the content, make sure you do that. 
takes about two seconds i'll be back tomorrow probably with team selection but maybe with a wildcard video because a lot of people have asked me to do that so i'm going to try and fit that in as well but either way there'll be a video out tomorrow so i'll catch you then sports social podcast network